0: Welcome to King Street Church Podcast. We hope this message blesses you as much as it has blessed us. If you would like to sow into what God is doing here at King Street Church, head over to Kingstreet.church. That's kingst.church.
1: Thanks again for listening, and now on to the message. There's nobody, there's nobody like him. Jesus, you are perfect in all of your ways. I um you know, I sometime back God started to work in my heart to just um I'm not even really sure I have language for it. I think the best way I can say it is just to um to pull to pull all of the all of the covers that I that I hid over my head, in my in my thoughts and in my life so I could just know him. You know, I had all these places in my life where I think I it was it was safer to just stay under all of my blankets, all my blanket statements, all my religious boxes and, and I, I had it pretty well figured out, I thought, and and God started to just He started to work in my life, um, in a way that I can't say it happened overnight, but I, out of it started to come this statement where, where, as the scripture says, that we should be witnesses. He said, he said, um, he said, go and wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and to the ends of the earth. And and I just, uh, that the Lord, how many of you know that, um, that the scripture has one interpretation? But God will give you through your life many applications. And for me, the application in that moment was was to pay attention to what God was doing and partner with what, what he was doing. And It doesn't always make sense. It's a, it's a beautiful, joyous adventure with my father but it doesn't I don't always get to put it all together the way that's neat and clean the way it used to be so I just I can just bear witness to what's happening here this morning And I I have to go back to yesterday so yesterday I don't know what happened many of you know if you if you've been here for any amount of time um, you know that uh, that uh, maybe about a year and a half ago, I lost my my stepfather, and he had come and lived with me. It was a it was a tough time. Well, it was, it was toughest on Amanda. She did everything for him, and um, I just I'm I'm a I'm not as good with blood and bodily fluids as Amanda is, but uh, so she she just took great care of him. And and yesterday for some reason it started to, um, it started to stir up. Brooke just started talking about it. She was talking about all of what happened and how much she missed him and how hard it was. And, uh, and I really think that was part of a healing process. Um, and she, she was remembering back to the last days, uh, um, of his life and of our time with him and and then, uh, and we were talking about yesterday about the last moments when, when they called us, they were supposed to be bringing him home to our house. Hospice was going to bring him to our house, and um, and they actually were circling through Drake's Branch, uh, you know, trying to get to our house with this uh, hospital bed, so he'd have a place to be cared for. And uh, about the time, uh, Drake's Branch isn't that big. I don't know if you've ever been before, but they had gotten lost in Drake's Branch. Um, and uh, and they, they, uh, they, by the time, about the exact time that they pulled the bed outside, the truck, the U-Haul pulled up. We got a phone call and said we were trying to put him in the ambulance to bring him home, and he wasn't strong enough. You need to come. So we said okay and we went and uh and we went in and um I had I'd had, had conversations with him. A matter of fact I'd had a conversation I can't remember if it was earlier that day or the day before, uh where I asked him, What do you want to do? I i had i grown up with this man. He had you know, he had battled with some things Throughout our life, he was a, he was a good man. Uh, he got up every day and threw newspapers at three a.m. Um, and it he, he was just a good He was a good man. And uh, but I'd never known him to he had never in all of my life he had never been to a church that I knew of. Um, and I asked him he had given his life to Jesus. Matter of fact, he had given his life to Jesus. Right before he had found out he was sick, when we used to live stream the services, he was watching one of these services, and he gave his life to Jesus. And, um, and I got to read with him, and, and we got to spend a lot of time talking and riding, and Actually, the, um, the song that Dylan sang today, I remember we listened to that whole album, Riding Back One Day from Raleigh, and he just... Cried like a baby, tears just coming down his face, and uh, so they called us, and we went into the room, and uh, we we hurried up there and. I don't know what it what God does. You know the Scripture says, unless one man goes into the unless a seed goes into the ground and dies and it produces no fruit. I don't know what it is where it seems so oftentimes, at least in my experience in life, that that one passing will be the part of a new birth. I don't know what that is. They seem to be joined together. I don't know that that seems to I don't I can't I can't explain it. So we're on the way there, and you know that's when my oldest daughter got the she, we're riding and she screams out in the back seat and she's going to college and it feels like everything's changing all at once and then we, we get to the hospital and I'd had a conversation with him the day before and I said what do you want to do and he said I want to see Jesus he said I want to see Jesus I said okay and uh so here we were, and uh, we'd come in, and I knew he was getting ready to go see Jesus. And we started singing when we went in there. We all had tears in our eyes. Have you ever seen anybody at this stage? He couldn't breathe anymore, and he's kind of pale. And we just start singing. I can see his spirit in him. Matter of fact, we, we, um, if you're here this morning and you think this is crazy, we were doing this in the hospital. We were just singing in the spirit, me and us, and weren't we, Amanda? me and you and our children, we're just singing in the spirit in the hospital room because because we just wanted to just adore Jesus. Something was stirring in our heart that, that to just create that atmosphere for heaven and earth to meet. And I, when she brought it up yesterday, now since then, it, you know, God does these things. And yesterday, um, we, had to, we had to pray with two people. that were. It looked like they were going through loss. It just got a report that one of them did go through loss. And we're getting that report in this kind of worship. And I just think that what happened, and I think it's a witness to us. I, I thought about it yesterday. Lord, why do we feel so moved to sing? But I thought, what can you imagine what it felt like for him? We were in that room and we're singing in the spirit. Could you imagine being in Earth singing in the spirit? And then all of a sudden a whole choir joins in. A whole choir joins. it. It's like it went from a solo to stereo. And all of heaven is rejoicing in the moment when he makes that transition into glory. If you ever think our worship doesn't matter, heaven and earth meet where our worship happens. Heaven and earth right now, when this morning, in this place... It is the commingling together of a sound that He is not only due, but it is our nature. It's our born again. It's our heritage, our inheritance. It's the, it's the song of our people. It's the song of the new creation. I believe heaven came in this place today in that sound right there. I couldn't, I couldn't hear the choir but I believe it was here. Oftentimes, I have people say, I, "We, I heard an angel." Or, I, uh, I, matter of fact, Miss Sarah said one time, um, "Where did she go?" I just saw. Hey, Miss Sarah. Miss Sarah said one time. She said, "You know, a lot of times when I'm in here, I hear angels either playing instruments or singing songs." I think you might have been here. And she said, "She said, but this morning, this morning, I didn't hear any, and I just took it as a witness." That it was so beautiful they didn't need to add anything. Right? You say that. I said, well, well, that's cool, but why weren't you telling us when you were hearing the angels all the other times, right? <laughs> it's good when we're doing well enough, but I want to know when they're joining in too. I, di- I, didn't, I didn't hear them in this place this morning, but this is what I know. This is what I know. I know that, um, that death won't always win. And I know that it is overcome now. The Bible says there is a love that is stronger than death. Father, we thank you for life happening here. That in this place where our worship has been, their decay has stopped and the restoration has started. It's here. There's a restoration happening as we are learning Yahweh to put aside what is besetting us, to set our face, to seek your face, and to sing to you. And as we do that, God, this restoration is happening. It's happening in us, and it's happening all around us. And we thank you that it's as simple as a response to a whisper to you. For all that men have toiled for, For all that we have done, for all of our trying and our striving, for all of it, this, this participation with heaven, it's it's where you breathe life into the earth, into time, and your glory is seen. Jesus, it's a privilege to just sit at your feet and to trust you to be Lord and to watch you in that place swallow up every inferior appetite, every inferior distraction to let you just be God. Glorify Your name, God. This is this for us. F- this for us is not paddling upstream. This for us is being blown by the wind and being moved by You, and it's an honor, Lord, to be loved by You. We honor You,
2: Lord, Whew. in Jesus' name. We were uh, in worship earlier and we were singing about who was and who is and who is to come and it stirred up uh, stirred up a thought so I'll just read this passage real fast John chapter uh, 1 and verse 43 so the following day Jesus wanted to go to Galilee and he found Philip and said to him follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. So Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law. And also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And so Philip said to him, Come and see. So the first reaction is, they said, We found the Messiah. And, and Nathanael says, wait, wait a second. You said he's from Nazareth? Nothing good can come out of Nazareth, a little backwater. <laughs> Could relate a little bit, huh? So, verse 47 So Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, and he said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there's no deceit. Jesus actually appreciated that he was a straight shooter. So Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? So Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. So Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. And so Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So... Now, here's the thing about, so just right on the surface, you can see, he sees that Jesus has this word of knowledge about where he was at, right? Uh, But it's actually a little deeper than that because we know from a lot of like the Jewish literature of the time that that was a common phrase that being under the fig tree was often used as a figure of speech for a posture of the devotional life. What he's saying is, Jesus is saying, Nathaniel, I've seen you all the times you were seeking God. And Nathanael responds to it, and Jesus' response is, You're this impressed by the fact that I saw you, you don't know what is about to hit you. You know, I mean, basically, the short version of what Jesus says is, You ain't seen nothing yet, right? But, but I want you to see that he says, and he, when he says, uh, Hereafter you'll see angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man, a devout Jew knew exactly what that meant. He's saying, I'm the thing that Jacob's ladder was pointing to, I'm the place where heaven and earth connect. I'm the place where heaven and earth get in sync. Now, I want you to see, so what does that have to do with was, is, and is to come? Because Nathanael received with gladness and with faith what Jesus was doing right then. It actually confirmed God's faithfulness to see where he had been. Right, because if we I tell you if we were had as much confidence to believe that God had saw all the times we prayed as all the times we screwed up. (laughs) So so it confirmed his faithfulness then because he received it in the now, and it also opened the door for something that was to come that he hadn't seen before. So when you're in a moment like this where the Lord is moving, receive what he's doing in the now, it'll actually it's interesting that you brought that up because when you started telling that story I thought well maybe this isn't the right time for this you got to the end I'm like no this has to be the time for this because right he starts stirring up something that had happened before confirming his faithfulness in a previous moment and then also I believe that it's opening the door for a next stage of heaven and earth coming into agreement so it's important it's important that we honor God in in this moment as he's moving because it actually opens up the past and the future
1: just take a moment and um right here in his presence let's uh, just like we were just instructed let's just take note of this peace that comes um, as a result of knowing that we are with him in this moment and let's let our heart just be be confirmed for some of us it's that we we were sure that that he had left us but but I, but, or that the anointing was gone, or that something had happened. But it's in these moments where, when we've said, "God, I don't know why I'm not hearing. I don't know why I," where are you? I miss you. And it's in these moments where He restores and says, "I've been with you always." So I just want to let your heart. Let's just breathe this in like Miss Angel was instructing us earlier. Let's just breathe this in for a moment and let us, our hearts rest in the trust that He's he's got to us and he knows where we are. And he knows where we're going. And even the things that are to come will one day be the things that are present and will be the things that are past and there will be more things to come. But the one thing that is consistent is you know us and you love us. We're loved by you. Paul said it this way. He said, "Um, I gave up everything so I could be found in Christ. Jesus, would you... We have been many things... But the only thing that has ever mattered is that we have been found by you. You know us. We love you. We love you. We just breathe this atmosphere in deep today with bold confidence. Let our heart take note this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all, yes, a, a miracle sitting up here. Glory to God. You good?
3: All right, well, a lot of y'all know I don't like coming up here and talking, but I'm going to tell y'all how amazing God is. I'm going to give you a little backstory. My grandparents bought my cousin a dirt bike in 1990 off the showroom floor, he committed suicide in 94. He was 21, I was 7. And so the only memories I have of him is that dirt bike and me and him riding it. Well, my grandfather finally gave it to me when I was about 12. I'll be 36 next month. Well, my dirt bike was stolen from me three years ago. And I've been searching for it. The police told me I'd never find it, all that. Well, God showed me a picture of it on Marketplace about a week ago. And if you go back to that same little thing with the the guy put on Marketplace. The picture of my dirt bike is not the first picture. It is other dirt bikes. And I got my dirt bike back last night at 10 o'clock.
4: So, (laughs) come here. Tiffany. Yeah, you didn't even know. Last week I told him... Timmy needs to tell his motorcycle testimony. But then God told me, I knew it wasn't going to happen because God said not yet because you hadn't gotten it in your hands yet. That's why. So when you got up to do it, I was telling Pastor David last week though. God told me, and I've already shared this with you two, but we're going to pray this over them really quick. God told me to go share with them that this motorbike being restored to their family after three years, three years this thing that was so important to him has been brought back to their family and he said that this is the beginning of restoration in your house this is the beginning of everything that you thought was stolen it's not stolen god knows where all of it is and it's getting ready to be restored back to you your health Your health, your children, your family, your relationships, the community, your zeal, your excitement for the things of God, Timothy your excitement for the things of God, your drive to run after Him, your drive to invest in these children that you know that you're called to. Oh, Lord. Kiri am lande on kori am lande rara. on
0: I wanted to add to this because I think it's really important. And God was talking to me about this when we were worshiping, that there was somebody that, like, was heavy on the heart to worship because of something that they haven't seen come or haven't seen be restored. God restored my husband's hope and faith in him over a bike. Over a bike how much more can he do for you and your marriage and your children yes. um and sometimes you know we you know he's waited and he's waited and if you know my husband you know he has such a heart of God yes. and I know that his flesh is his flesh but that's not who God says he is and and I know who he is and my husband gives and gives and gives and gives, and a lot of time it's people that are taken and taken and taken, and he feels like it's never gonna end. He's never gonna get on top. My husband, I uh, had to sell his truck last week. It was something that I thought God definitely didn't want him to do. <laughs> I've prayed years and years that this truck would be fixed because every time Timmy got the money to put the motor in the truck, the money had to go somewhere else. And Timmy's been working out of whatever vehicle he could use to work out of, whether he was strapping a a seatbelt to hold the door closed or whether he was pushing his daughter's truck that's barely going on by a limb. He still went to work and did what he has to do, and he's still doing it today. (laughs) Timmy sold his truck last week. God told him to sell his truck. Had Timmy not been obedient and sold that truck that meant so much to him, we wouldn't have had the money for him to get that dirt bike back. Sometimes we got to let go. Like it's it's like that picture. There's a picture on social media where it's a little girl with a teddy bear and Jesus is asking her for it. And, and she doesn't want to give up her teddy bear, but he's got a giant teddy bear behind his back to give her. Sometimes we gotta let go, and and you gotta believe He's gonna restore it. He's gonna God, God's restored my marriage. God's restored my husband's faith. Like there, it's no end. It's no end. He's he's beaten addiction in my life, cancer in my life. Like I'm, there's no there's nothing He cannot restore. Nothing.
4: If if you felt that that was you, who tapped me? If you felt that that was you when she was speaking, I want you to come up here
5: really quick and I just wanted to say while we were praying God said to me Tiffany there's been things spoken prayed prophesied over you and your family over the years none of them are forgotten they're not any less true now than they were then just because we go through periods of trials or suffering or feeling like we're far away from him he's still right there those words are still there
4: And God is the strength. God is the strength that you draw from.
6: While the praise and worship was going on, the Spirit of the Lord said, whatever you're going through with this day, the water is stirring. Come up and get in the water. Hallelujah. And let go. Hallelujah. The angel of the Lord is here. The Spirit is here. Amen. The water is
1: through. Glory to God. So we pray in Jesus' name for a grace to let go that we may receive restoration. Just as she pray. To let go of the pain so our marriages can be restored. To let go of control so our children can be saved. To let go of what's less that is ours, to grab hold of what you have for us. And we do that today by the grace of Holy Spirit. We let go that we may lay hold. In Jesus' name, today we let go that we may lay hold. That might be the best message I've ever heard preached in this place to date. If that's you, if there's something you need to let go of so that you can lay hold of what God has for you, I want you to hold your fist up in the air just like this. Just like this. It's just symbolic. It's symbolic of us recognizing there are things that we are holding that are not holding us up, they're holding us back. Yes. So with this hand lifted up, I want you to know what it is that you're holding on to that today you're going to have to let go of to receive the restoration that God has. I want you in your mind to know what that is that's in your hand that you're holding on to. I want you today in, in a conscious decision, a conscious decision, on the count of three, we're going to let that go so that we can receive When we let it go, we're going to set our heart in faith that we're no longer concerned with that That we're looking down the road for what's coming towards the restoration God has promised. You're going to let it go today. Now that you know what it is, I want you to set your heart on Jesus. Set your heart on Jesus for some of us, this is harder than we than we let on to let go of this thing. Just ask him right now, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. All right, on the count of three, are you ready? We're letting it go. We're, we're letting go so we can lay hold. One, two, three. We let it go. We let it go. We open up so we can receive. Open up so we can receive. Now with your hand open, I want you to set your heart. This is no longer, this is no, I no longer use this to hold on. I'm going to live my life with open hands, God. Whatever you want to bring in, these hands are lifted in worship. These hands are open wide. Whatever you want to bring in, And whatever you want to take out, my hands are open to you, Lord. And we ask today for a grace to live with open hands and open hearts. With open hands and open hearts. Today we receive restoration. Restoration for marriages. Restoration for family. Restoration for the things that are gone. Restoration for our f- children. Restoration for relationship. Restoration of the things that God had given us that we don't know where they are. Restoration for love. We pray, we, we today open our hands to receive the restoration, the restoring. As Luke shared, you, we haven't seen anything yet. We'll see it by keeping our eyes on you, Jesus. That's where heaven and earth are moving on, on Jesus. We bless you today, Lord. We bless you today. And everyone today, everyone today that was prepared to receive what God had for them said amen. Glory to God. We've got about 12 people going to be blessed everybody that had their was living with an open hand said amen 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 do we have are you doing the announcements all right i'm going to do this i'm going to do this one thing before we do the announcements uh, I went, uh, pastor Betty. pastor betty oh bless the land I'm do this couple of things um, i'm a, i'm going to kick the children out first First, I'm going to, before you go, that was the wrong way to do that. That was the wrong order to do that. Um, first, I'm going to pray over the tithe and the offering. Father, I thank you for the gift and the giver. I thank you, God, for um, for your for your kindness towards us, for your provision over our life. We thank you, Lord, that our lives, God, are an emblem of your joy and of your glory. And you, you love to provide for your children. You love to show your kindness as a father. And so we pray, Lord, God, that you would, that once again, this would be an open hand moment where we don't hold on to too tightly, Lord, but that we release to you um, with thanksgiving and offering today, Lord, that would be in honor to you, Lord. We love you we pray blessing over everyone in this house. I pray financial blessing, Lord, for all of for all of God's people. I pray, Lord, that you would pour it out on us, God. I pray that the that the people, God, uh, your people in this city, in this community, in this church, even, God, that your people, God, would be an emblem of your kindness that you would pour out favor upon us, Lord. Not for, uh, not for God, we know it will benefit us as a byproduct. But Lord, would you show your might and your love for us? Would you uh, draw people in by your kindness and favor towards your people that they would ask, what happened to you? And we would be able to say, it's Jesus and it doesn't stop. I live in the perpetual blessing of God I cannot explain I pray that those will be our testimonies that we will be a people blessed blessed in our coming blessed in our going blessed in all of our affairs that where where the moth have eaten and where where canker worms have destroyed Lord that that we you would repay and that you would that you would restore the years and that you would give wisdom and that you would give um, that you would give a financial stability you would give you would give our hearts to other things so that we're not moved up and down by this situation but that our lives would be a trophy. For your kindness. And I pray this over all of your people in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to release the children. They are they're hard up for they're they're hard on me. I got twice they said, "Let us let my people go." Little Moses came up twice. "Let my people go." <laughs> yeah, I love it. So Where'd Miss Kathy go? Oh, come on! Well, come on and give the announcement. I just wanted to pray blessing.
6: Praise God! Look at God showing up and showing out. Isn't he amazing? Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Hallelujah. Nine thirty on Sunday mornings. There's discipleship in the coffee shop. Then there's youth Sunday school over here. With the youth. Um, Nine thirty is a worship encounter service. Whatever God wants at ten thirty. Um, Six o'clock is prayer today. And Wednesday, seven p.m. youth, and seven p.m. adult Bible study in the sanctuary. Thursday morning is at ten thirty a.m. There's prayer. the 17th, 18th and 19th there is um, going to be a Freedom Encounter at New Life Church and then on the 25th of this month uh, it will be on a Saturday there will be a women's ministry meeting and it's going to be at 11 o'clock in the coffee shop it's the 25th of February and the topic will be Embracing biblical financial
1: principles. Amen. I think I, think that's it. I think I can. I come to the embracing financial biblical. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Glory, okay. Oh, thank you, Dylan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna open the word. I, uh, if you were here Wednesday, uh, Luke and I shared some back and forth, which is one of my favorite things, uh, to do. Um, we shared back and forth some about, um, about what's coming up over the next few weeks. How many of you know what we are going to be doing in February? Oh yeah. That's it. A couple, three of us, the rest of you going to be so prep for, uh, was that a baby hand that so no. Okay. Uh, uh, so the, so if you do not know, we are taking the Sunday mornings in February, to pray, to grow as a people in prayer. God said that, um, that His house should be called a house of prayer. prayer. That's right. He said we. He said my I, if unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. He has called His house, His temple, to be a house of prayer. Right. So we are taking this time to break the mold of the Sunday morning pageantry as if we haven't already done that well enough. Somebody, uh, I think Miss Vicki said last, week, we were talking about, I man, we really need to explain, like, we're not going to do Sunday as usual. And she said, um, have you been there the past three weeks? I don't think we have a problem with that right now. But we're really going deep because this is what we're long for. How many of you know that the Bible says that he has given us all the ministry of reconciliation? that all of God's people are able ministers, right? So this coming month, we are commissioning all of the church into ministry before the Lord so that we would all, all, there would be no separation between those here And there. We are all able ministers, the Bible says, right? And so, in this equipping, in this coming time, we are really pressing into, and I don't want you to be um, discouraged or think it's a daunting task to say, I'm going to sit that out. We're going to pray and worship together. We're going to pray together corporately. We're going to pray over our community. We're going to mostly be praying scripture. So, nobody, you don't have to worry about like coming up with or nobody has to, you know, get in that. uh in that position where you feel like you need to you know push or put uh, put your own emphasis on what you think needs to be prayed we 're just going to pr- we 're going to pray god 's word back to him we 're going to pray over the nations and we 're going to pray in groups right so that we can all grow in being a people of prayer so so the um this is what we 're doing in february and and it I'm watching the way that the Lord is lining all of this up. I don't, uh, I I can't, you know, you can't make some of this stuff up. And this is what I'm really believing for. I've been telling um, uh, Luke and leadership team, and I think mostly just Luke, but I've been saying that what I'm really believing for, what I'm really believing for out of this time, this time of prayer, um, is this. Is I'm believing that there are things that God has been orchestrating. I'm not. I'm not just talking about. I, 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 I'm not just talking about. The, I'm, I thank God for the testimonies. I don't know how many healing testimonies that we've had and seen. And I mean miracles in the past few months. I thank God for the lightning strike moments. But how many of you know that 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 um, the, the suddenlies are set have already been set up. Like God God has already set up all of those suddenly type of moments. And I'm believing that God is going to open our hearts, and we're going to see places where, where in our lives there were pieces. The Bible says all things work together for good, that there were things that God was doing that were behind the scenes that we didn't recognize. And when he, when he ties them all together, when they start working together through prayer, we're going to see the goodness of God. I'm believing we're going to see testimony after testimony after testimony. And the reason why I'm believing for that specifically is because I'm believing that we are going to learn how to recognize what God's doing in our life and partner with him. I think that's a huge part of that is that we'll just start to see, oh, my goodness, God, I had no idea that's what that was, and that's what that was, and here it is. The, this whole thing has been like that, though. Uh, we um, – you know, a lot of people uh, start off the beginning of the year. You might say, well, why prayer? You know, why not just teach on doing ministry or whatever? Why, why prayer? Um, a lot of people start off the beginning of the year with prayer and fasting. Um, and it's glorious. How many of you know fasting is glorious? Yep. How many of you know fasting without prayer is just a diet? Uh, I, and uh, and I have been in a lot of I have been in a lot of scenarios where we had not properly been equipped to have a prayer life, and so we just went into a very striving, very self righteous heart, um, and got went on this long term uh, quasi vegetable diet thing. I I've been there. You may not have. Praise God, He delivered you from that. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to read a passage. Is going to help you with that this morning. Uh, you'll be blessed by the passage. Uh, but I, but that instead of try instead of doing prayer and fasting, and us not really having the prayer thing down, we're just we're going to set our hearts to pray. I believe God has set us up for this. Um, one of the things that that God really spoke to us at the beginning of the year was that God was going to in this house that He was going to. I know you've heard this so many times. You're going to hear it again and hear it again and hear it again. Um, Somebody once said, most of us need to be reminded more than we need to be taught. God said in this house he was going to marry prayer and worship. And when prayer and worship were married, then out of this place he was going to bring power... Evangel- prophetic evangelism. that was going to stream from this place through words of knowledge and and just the kindness of God that we would, that He would bring us into a flow where many people would come to Christ. Right and but first He wanted to teach us to pray and to worship. And I and I I I, I, I see that I understand that sounds like the wisdom of the Lord to me. So we set this time in February. We're going to for the next three. Well, not Miss Berta who leads intercession is going to teach next week. Um she's uh she's on a retreat trying to, uh, to she's hearing from the Lord now for that. She's going to teach next week um on on prayer or as the Lord leads her. And then the following 3 Sundays after that, uh we are going to come together and we are going to pray. We're going to worship and we're going to pray and we're going to pray together. Those are going to be our Sunday gatherings. Um, We are at the, for the last seven days of that, we are going to open up the church every night for seven consistent nights of prayer for anyone who wants to, who's able to come. And I mean, we're really encouraging anyone who can. We talked, uh, Luke was talking on Wednesday night and encouraging that group. You know, maybe you can't commit to seven, but set your heart before that time comes. I'm gonna make it to three. I'm gonna make it to four. I'm gonna make it to five. I'm gonna make it to seven. I'm gonna make it to two. Whatever it is, set your heart before. Ask the Lord for the grace to come and, and to to participate in that. At the end of that seven days, which will be the last Sunday, the 26th, I think it is, the last Sunday of our three weeks of gathering together for prayer, um, we are going to have revival service with all of the churches. We're going to be here on that night, the 26th. It will be our first revival service of the new year. And if you can imagine what that's going to be like after three weeks of praying together, and come on, somebody, and seven days of prayer don't look, don't nobody light a match is all I'm saying, you know I, I just you know like i I'm serious, it's going to be that, so we're just believing that out of this, bless you, they ask them to bring me what, but they all know I'm going to say something to them so they run away as fast as they possibly can uh. So I, um, if you uh, that that Sunday night, woo wee, right? We're going to come together and uh, we will have b- been bathed in prayer. I really believe we're going to be a different people on the other side of this. I really do. Uh, we we know not yet. I'm thankful. I'm a different person today, right? But um, and there's something different in this room today. My goodness. Um, but uh, we're going to be a different people on the other side of this. The Lord is doing mighty, mighty things. Uh, in our life. Oh, so I said, he's, I believe he's going to be putting things together for us. Uh, So he said, uh, he said the specific term was Mary prayer and worship. She just walked out Mary prayer and worship. And out of that was going to come prophetic evangelism, power evangelism was going to come out of here. Right? So watch this. This is the setup. Are you ready? So our first week where God is marrying prayer and worship. Our first week, this is not by design, this is by accident. Our first week that we come together to pray, we are going to have a wedding. <laughs> marry, prayer, I know that's the cutest baby y'all ever saw, just, he's gonna marry, pray, that's a cute baby, is, I know I spent time with that baby, that baby is cute, that baby's a miracle. Um, I'm gonna get Shelby to tell that story one day. You ready to tell that story today, Shelby? Oh yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish what I'm saying. And then we're going to do that. I'm not going to preach today. Timmy's and that it's over. Okay. All right. Never mind. I'm sorry. The joy of the Lord is your strength. If you want the word of the Lord. Okay. That's the, that's the word of the Lord. Uh, Maybe I'll record. I don't know. But I'm not doing nothing else after this. Do you understand me? All right. You're going to tell the whole thing? You got the little thing that you wrote out and all? You can read it off of your phone. Okay. (laughs) All right. He said he's going to marry prayer and worship, and it's going to create power evangelism, right? right. So the first Sunday that we start, there's a wedding. Mary, prayer, and worship. After our three weeks, does anybody know what comes after February? March. You get it? Going out is marching. He's opening it with a wedding to Mary, prayer, and worship. And he's closing it with March. You can't make that stuff up. You can't make that up. Uh, I I hyped up Shelby's testimony. Now, y'all, like, get over that. Let's just get to that thing. The Lord is doing something incredible among us. That I can say. And this time, there's there's a couple of things. One is um, there's a reason why we're going to pray the scripture, Um, and it's because we're not going to pray our opinions. There's a couple of things I'm going to ask. Um, We're not going to pray our opinions. We're going to pray the word of God. And um, God doesn't need anybody to tell him how to do his job. He's already designed and designed how he's going to lay out the rest of history. And we are walking in that fulfillment. And I really now wish I was preaching from Nehemiah 8 because I would... I would really hammer into this thing. But, um, but listen, we're not going to be praying our opinion. We're going to be praying God's promises. The second thing is this. We're not going to be praying against anything. Yeah, say it. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. That's right. We're not going to be praying against things. We're going to be praying for the glory of God. We're going to be praying for revival. It, it, what ha- will happen is it'll, uh, the prayer meetings will turn up into gossip sessions if when we start praying against things. I'll give you an example. This is this is the difference. Okay, I'm not saying that there aren't things that need to change, but I'm saying that we change them by declaring God's will over them. Right, so. Uh, this is the difference. Is so we can, we are going to pray the promises of God, right? That there would be uh, that there would be in this community that God's people would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God. That their eyes would be enlightened. That they would know what is the hope of His calling and the glorious of His riches and the inheritance in the saints, right? So we're going to pray that. That is a promise of God from Ephesians. What we are not going to pray is, God, do something about all of these complacent pastors in our community. Lord, you know they don't burn like they used to. Lord, you know that they need such and such. We're not doing that. Because that quickly detracts from us praying the promises of God and it turns it so people's hearts, you know what happens? Instead of people being able to focus and pray, then their heart gets turned and they think, well, who is he talking about? He ain't talking about my cousin. (laughs) Who's he talking about? I know who he's talking about. He's talking about Pastor David at King Street Church. We know who he's talking, you know. That's what starts to happen. And it takes away from the connection. So we're going to pray the scripture, and we're going to do this. This is going to be a powerful time, but we are going. It's going to take from us um, some. It's going to take from us some a lot of participation, and it's also going to. You're going to really enjoy this. It's going to take from us some cohesion to pray together and to pray the word of God. Okay, um, I want to encourage you in this before I have Shelby come, Let this season. There's still plenty of ways to get teaching on Sunday. I'm, there's still plenty of ways you can get teaching on Sunday. Um, you can go home and read the Bible, right? I, I, I'm I, I'm just. No, no, I, I, well, there's still going to be plenty of ways for you to get teaching. We've made a connection in this time that God has been bringing this reformation into our church. We've made these connections one-on-one. I pray that everybody here that was here that Sunday, that you have been getting a text and a prayer from that person who said they were going to reach out to you. I, I really do. Uh, you can. That is a way to gr- to grasp and be, and be connected, be grafted in together, to be discipled. That's where you can hear the word of God. People can encourage you. You can have a a relationship with another believer and God says that iron sharpens iron, so you're going to get sharpened there. Wednesday night, we're still teaching on Wednesday night. The teaching on Wednesday night has been absolutely incredible. As a matter of fact, I think it it really has. Um, As a matter of fact, I think on uh, that Luke uh, also in seeing God putting the pieces together, uh, Luke felt inspired. He's going to um, teach all of the um, all of the uh, uh, sermons preached in the book of Acts, all of the sermons that were preached by the early church so that we can preach what they're preached, so that our mouth is, right, so God is giving us an evangelistic message before he's sending us into March. It's all happening. It's a setup. We got you surrounded. Come out with your hands up. God's got us surrounded. Yes, sir. Amen. So he said, praying the word, the Holy Spirit will teach. As we are praying the word, the Holy Spirit will be teaching us, teaching us, teaching us. That's really good, Kenny. Um, the, uh, so you've got Wednesday night that um, you can come, and I want to really, really encourage us, really encourage us. I know this is, go- this is a time of stretching for us. It takes two things. God uses two things perpetually in the restoration over and over again. He uses, he uses our zeal, and he uses our consistency. Are you with me? This is revival when the Spirit of God is moving in our midst, and reformation where he teaches us how to better steward it. It is the wineskin and the wine. Our zeal and our consistency are working together. And when we get that rhythm down, we don't live in and out. We just live in perpetual motion, the dance that God has made for us. I want to encourage you that as God is forming with us this new wineskin, um, and I, I I can't call it anything but that. He's putting things in order all by himself. He's bringing giftings together and, and the pieces to the puzzle. As he is doing that, make your devotion the most consistent thing in your life over this time. Are you hearing me? Because so, let your consistency, let this be the time. Let during this 21 days, don't miss a day reading your Bible. Like set that as a goal for you. I am going to grow in God because I made a choice to be consistent. I let my zeal become consistency. I let my zeal partner with my consistency. Many of us have zeal. It's not that we don't see revival. It's that we don't have a container to hold it. We are revived, and then we don't have consistency. The Spirit of God hovering over the waters that are deep. May your waters be deep during this 21 days of prayer. Amen? Amen. Miss Shelby, I know I left you too long. You're probably over there like a clam now. I gave you 45 minutes, I know. And I stole my sermon. Uh, is Rebecca? No, Rebecca's not here. Campbell Lamb, Come on, Miss Shelby. You're going to get it now. Campbell Lamb, can you do me a favor? Can, do you have it with you? Okay. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Hey, stretch your hand out and pray for Shelby real quick. Father, we thank you that you give her a boldness today to speak with power, with confidence concerning you, not, not because, it is, um, impor- because it is important to you, and because she just wants to tell her what you've done in her life. Help her to do that today in Jesus' name, Amen.
5: <laughs> so uh, I'm Shelby as he said uh, some of you do know me um, others you may have seen me through the coffee shop just coming in and out I'm can always you, there can you hear Shelby can is there
1: anybody hello Shelby? can you hear me now can you good. hear me
5: now yeah. oh I can hear me <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. okay so like I was saying I'm Shelby as he said some of you know me some of you don't <laughs> um, I I Am new here. Um, basically, I'm just gonna go over what the other uh, last two weeks ago David asked me what my story is, pretty much into finding Christianity where I am today, and I had never really thought about it until he asked me. Um, so I'm just gonna jump into it because I know I'm confusing, <laughs> but this is exactly what I told him. I told him that at some point in my life, I had diverted away from Christianity. Now, my entire family is Christian, Um, and I went through some rough mental health stuff as a teenager, and I had stumbled into paganism, specifically Wicca. I enjoyed the practice itself, but never really found a, a deity or Anything I could could or wanted to follow for five years, I labeled myself as Wiccan, but really only following some rituals that were typically seen in that faith, such as tarot cards, crystals, etc. I have always been very spiritual, but I still never really felt whole, even when I was following that faith, and I claimed it to love it so much. Over the past year or so, I started to see—I'm start crying—or <laughs> more so feel God. It took me a long time to admit it and really let it happen. After I lost my first baby in July of 2021, it broke me. (laughs) Um, I've never really fallen so low in my life. In around September of that year, um, a beautiful red spider lily grew in the middle of the gravel in my driveway. Not one has ever grown there before. I believed it was my baby. (laughs) It sparked something in me pretty big, and I think that's where it all started. Then I lost another baby in early December. (laughs) After that, I asked for a healthy pregnancy. At the time, I didn't pray to anyone specifically, as I still hadn't admitted to myself that I believed in the Christian God. I more just sent my intention out into the world. I fell pregnant immediately after that miscarriage. Zach and I were stunned as I didn't even go through a cycle between the miscarriage and falling pregnant with my daughter, Amaryllis. (laughs) Come
1: on, on. (laughs) You're giving away the story.
5: (laughs) And (laughs) my whole pregnancy was incredibly healthy. Despite being super swollen and feeling bad all the time, she was incredibly healthy the entire time. Now I believe it was God answering my prayers. The only thing I've ever wanted in my life was to be a mom, (laughs) And then she was born in September, <laughs> the same time that those flowers popped up the first time. <sighs> when we came home from the hospital after having her, there was not one but three flowers. <laughs> hold, on, hold
1: on. For the other two, <laughs> and then the baby came home.
5: And then when my daughter was ten days old, some not-so-fun stuff happened in my family that I'm not going to get into. <laughs> um... But that day, I had a panic attack for the first time in a very long time, and I fell to my knees and prayed out loud to a God I didn't think I believed in in front of my husband. (laughs) And that prayer was answered too. After that all played out, I realized what had happened, and it really made me think for a while. After that, it was little little signs. Um, (laughs) uh, I talked to my friend Shauna about it because she... Is my best friend. I talked to her about everything, and she told me about the church's podcast. <laughs> um And I decided to give it a listen on one day on my way to Farmville to go take some pictures for a friend. And I had just driven through all of Farmville, and all the stoplights were green. <laughs> this is David's favorite part of this story. <laughs> I,
1: that was before I
5: heard all of this stuff. That's my favorite, <laughs> Um. But I was listening to the podcast, and I had just driven through Farmville, all the stoplights were green, and I got to my destination, and he had an offhanded comment, talked about the presence of God, and how, you know, how sometimes you drive through Farmville, and all the stoplights are green, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> So all of those little things, and also just coming, t- I've been coming to the coffee shop probably like every, almost every day, <laughs> every time I get a chance for probably a, almost a year now, and just being surrounded by the presence of God in there to just started to bring me to the light, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much um, my story that of how I started to come here.
1: <laughs> yeah. So and have faith in Jesus, right? So, oh yes. So you grew up you were you grew up in a Christian home, mm-hmm. right? And then
5: not a very strictly you. Christian home. Right, like right. my parents took me to church when I was little. I don't remember it at all. And then they didn't my siblings have not been exposed to it at all really. Um but my parents are Christian and um like I used to go to church with friends. Like you stay the night at a friend's house and they're like, "Okay, well, you got to go to church with us the next day." <laughs> <laughs> I Had to do that a lot, yeah, <laughs> but
1: and so, so, so and th- so they're like nominal Christians, right? They're like professing Christians, it's not practicing Christians, right. right? Right, and so then you, in your teenage years, you get off into paganism, like Wicca, witchcraft, like not good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then you're practicing that, and, and then God gets a hold of. come and tell me this story about the podcast thing. I didn't even know (laughs) about the flowers, the babies, the crying out, the falling to your knees, all God had already done. I -hmm. just remember saying, God's doing something. I want to be a part of whatever God's doing in your life, right? Yeah. And so I pray with you. I'm like, give you a Bible, right? Have you received Jesus? And then I bring you in here, right? And Mm -hmm. they're having intercessory prayer on Thursday. I don't know who was here that day. Miss Renee was here. And Miss Berta, Berta, she was Berta, here. And she's and they all just, Miss mm-hmm. Viola was here. What's Miss Viola? And they, um, <laughs> they start, that's right. I yeah. uh, they, start praying they start praying over you, right? Yes. And all I know is you come out and you say.
5: I was shook. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this was still very, I'm still, like, I've only been here. This is, like, my third time coming yeah. to church. Um yeah i i was shook they prayed over some stuff that was pretty heavy on me and then stuff that i had like mentioned to shauna the night before that was bothering me and they prayed over it and i was like okay yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so she so comes out you come
2: out and you ask me you're like
1: did you tell them, <laughs> you tell them, to stop them Like, i don't know so i didn't know to tell and then you go home and tell your husband People prayed about stuff that I've been talking about, praying about for you. Yeah. Right. Mhm. And, and he's blown away, right? He's like, okay, that's something. Yeah. And but uh, the the greatest mirror So we talked last week, and I, I, I wanted to say this um, to something that Sierra was telling a story last week about leading the man of jesus and then prayed, and he got healed, and everybody erupted at, the, at him sitting up in the chair. Um, Breathing. I, I don't want to detract from your story, but I want to make sure we say this. The greatest miracle is salvation. Yes. Mm. The greatest miracle in the planet is to go from death to life. Yes. It's the greatest. It is the one. You can be healed and go to hell, but you can't be saved. You can be saved. And glory to God is the greatest thing. Eternity is forever marked for you. Yeah. Amen? Amen. There's nothing greater. Okay. So. So you and then you go home and you tell him right like I'm I'm a Christian and he's like I'm really glad. That's good.
5: Yeah, he told me congratulations. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then the second greatest miracle to salvation, the baby of course. And then your husband started doing the dishes after that, and it was, like, amazing. Or giving you time with the baby.
5: Yeah, he started like- being a lot better about coming home and taking the baby and, like, letting me get stuff done. And, yeah, Shauna and I took a trip to Tennessee to go pick up her son, and Christian was cleaning the house. And I was like, man, I wish my husband would do that kind of stuff. <laughs> Lo and behold, later on the way home, Zach texts me, and he's like, Hey, can you take the trash out tomorrow? And I was like, You were home all day. Why couldn't you do it? Okay, sure, whatever, I'll do it. And then he was like, Well, I cleaned the whole house and I washed the dishes and I did all this stuff and I was like, Okay, I'll take the trash out. <laughs>
1: that's miraculous. So here, that's in it. Thank you. So that how many of you know that's an incredible story? So proud of you. That was not easy. No, you can stay right here for a minute. You'll get to escape. Just you can hide behind the table. People like to hide behind stuff. There you go. Um, so uh, this this is this is absolutely incredible. I mean, from darkness to light, and we get to spend time together every week, or sometime around the words, sometime just talking. But all the touch points, like Chloe spending time with Chloe, like been great. yeah. Um, Shauna and all of these things, all of these pieces that God used yeah. to bring you to him and into our life. And we're thankful for that. And yeah, <laughs> so, um, so here it, 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 we would say, right, we would say, oh my gosh, all of that stuff, all of that. And, uh, you know, crystals and tarot cards, Oh my good. Get away. But how many of you are thankful that the light overcomes the darkness? The darkness doesn't. I want us to start to believe that there are people that God is whispering to in places that we have not even been able to believe that he's pulling people out of. And if religion has stolen one person from us in hope, we take it back today by the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're not science doesn't scare us. Uh, uh witchcraft doesn't scare us. Uh 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 uh, uh what it, what is it? Uh, uh, uh Islam doesn't scare us. Buddhism doesn't scare us. There's no name greater than the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are in the saving business. I'm believing that this is what's going to happen. I'm believing that we're going to, that there's going to be like a whole bunch of people that come out of, uh, come out of faith in, in what is not Christ into the true faith in Christ. And then we are going to have a day where like we celebrate, we're going to have like a, Ten foot tall bonfire of a bunch of witchcraft stuff, and it's going to glorify God in the highest. Can you believe for that with me? Hey, would you would you stretch your hand out and let's pray over Shelby? I believe this. I I know. I know. I know what God has done, and I know what He's doing, and. I believe that God has incredible things for you, Shelby and for Zach and for Amaryllis and for your family and i see um, I see in God doing amazing things, I see him putting together the dots and he 's not done yet and i just I just want to give you courage to keep following the breadcrumbs to keep paying attention to what God is doing for those for those lilies and for those small signs to all be telling a story in your following of Jesus Christ. And I pray, I pray that you would authentically be, be growing in him daily by his spirit I pray that God would pour into you. I see flame after flame after flame coming upon you. I pray that God would pour into you his Holy Spirit today in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would be overwhelmed by the presence of God, that he would baptize you and baptize your family in the power of the spirit to be his witness, even to the ends of the earth. And I pray that what God, that what the enemy had against you is nothing compared to what God has for you. And I pray that there is blessing upon you and upon your household. And he gives you a grace to walk in him in mighty ways that this is only the beginning of your testimony being told. And it'll grow stronger and stronger. Many will hear it and come to believe that that God hears them, that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the father of Jesus the Christ, that Jesus himself hears and knows and loves. And I pray that over you, and over your family, and over your daughter, in Jesus' name. And I pray today that everywhere that the enemy still thinks that he owns a room in your house, that he's evicted today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And and I just want to I just want to celebrate. Okay, you can you cannot hide behind the table. Okay. Yeah. One thing, real quick, just real quick.
5: So when I'm sorry, I forgot your name, sir. You were up here giving your testimony. the Timmy, yeah, about the dirt bike, yeah. <laughs> um, and then afterwards, we all came up here and let go of things. Um, that, that was me trying to let go of some past thought processes, I guess. And then it started to remind me of the story that I just told you guys. And then he was, and then David was up here talking about, um, like, being where you are now, seeing things in the past, being like, oh, that was you, God, okay. And it reminded me of the story. And then he was like, okay, you ready to tell your story? And I was like, I guess God wants me to today. So. <laughs> oh, that's,
1: good that's good stuff. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you ever heard the term? Yeah. 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 That was a sign of his covenant promise to you, that little one back there. And she, yeah. God is good. All right. You can, So I just want to, yeah, that's right. That's good. Bless God. Thank you, Shelby. That's incredible the things God is doing. And I just, I, I just, I want to tell um, all of you, there, there have been waves. I know that everybody's not here today. I don't even know that there are people that have had to leave, but that's too short. Um, but, uh, I think about like these waves of people that have come in at different times and, um, that God has brought into this family and <clears throat> Shauna and Christian and now Shelby and, um, and like the, uh, Khalil and Sierra and these guys and, and Paul and these guys that have come in in this last wave and Cam and these guys, you got, I, I want to say this. Um, you guys are a sign and a wonder. And it is an honor to watch what God is doing in all of your lives. It really is. It really is. It's, it's an honor to watch what God is doing in all of your lives. What time is it? Oh, it ain't even one o'clock yet. Y'all ready? We are gonna go home. I'm not gonna preach to you. Don't worry. I know. Go to the. Uh, are we going to the coffee shop? Are we eating? Okay. All right. Um. What is it? Oh goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, we eating soup today. Um, Hey, you that's standing up with that beautiful baby looking so wonderful and smiling ear to ear. Can you tell me what your name is again? Samantha. Samantha, are you ready to come back to Jesus today? Yeah, I thought so. Would some of the ladies get up and stand beside her and lead her home to Jesus Christ today? I just think it's your day. I think that you're going to forever remember this because your heart has been wanting to, but you're scared because you don't know whether or not you can do this. But you know what? He's going to do it in you and for you. The same way he built that baby inside of her is the same way he's making a woman who loves herself and knows that she's loved by God inside of you. And it begins today for you, Samantha, in Jesus' name. Hey, while they pray, if there's anybody else here, you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I know we're all family here, but, but if there's anybody, and today you want to see that happen in your heart, anybody? All right. I, I'm going to pray, and we're going to stay and pray, or we're, you, they're going to pray, and we're going to go, but look at what the Lord has done. Come on, somebody. I told, how about the fact we started out singing with angels and we ended singing with angels? Isn't that good? Shh. You'll see the angels descending and ascending upon the Son of Man. They're not just ascending, they're descending. I think we've seen both today. May it be, Lord. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in the midst of our family, Lord. We thank you for your word, and we thank you that it's true. We thank you, God, that every promise that you have proclaimed, that you not only uphold, but you esteem them above your name. And we believe that, God, that um, that we as your new creation, that we as the people of God have been given the privilege Privilege of walking with you and today we thank you for this glorious life that you have given us in you in Christ. We thank you today for this beautiful family. We thank you today for the walk that you've given us and I pray Father over us Lord, that the joy of the Lord would be our strength. That we would be, um, that we would be enraptured, that we'd be wrapped all around in a stronghold of joy. A strong fortress of joy is our life. And I release that today over us in the name of Jesus. I pray that, I pray today that we would recognize, Lord, that, um, that our repentance must turn to joy. That we can't stay in subjective places, but joy is our lifestyle. Joy is our inheritance. Joy Jesus left us. So, Lord, we today with our hearts over this next month, over even the next decades, God, we are learning to stand militantly against the culture that calls us to feel like we don't have enough and to call you more than enough and to live our lives in satisfaction and in gratitude, in a a heart of enjoyment, in simplicity, that we may glorify your name that you are more than enough to us, and that we love the life you've given us. May our voice sound like worship, and may our silence be sweet. Father, we bless, I bless your people, and I thank you, Lord, for you teaching us a new and a living way over and over again. This is miraculous, God, and we honor it with joy. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. As they're praying, if you want to stay and pray, that's good. If you want to make your way to the coffee shop, that's good, too. Do you mind just something like the... um. In the pocket, in the, not the pluck in the pocket, all right. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. And everybody that can should hug, should bless Samantha today. Welcome to the family, Samantha. I just see creativity all over you. I see the Lord showing you how how beautiful he sees that you are and the things about you that you thought nobody would like that God says I love that and it's going to birth creativity that bursts forth from you there are going to be colors and palettes that you put together that are going to glorify God in ways that people have never seen before God has a creative anointing on your life stay humble because God is getting ready to blossom you like a flower and people are going to see the beauty of God that's been hidden in you It's your spring, Samantha. It's your spring. In Jesus' name.